What's new, what's new? Welcome back to another music interview. I'm Justin the Floor God. This is the So Who's Up Next podcast, the show where I have curious conversations with my fellow artists about music, creativity, and the process. Angry Apple are breaking the boundaries of lo-fi culture. With Mochi piloting the visuals and Arrow focusing on the music, the duo create a space where lovers of lo-fi can experience the highest quality of sight and sound. During our conversation, I was entranced by the dynamic between these two and their respective worlds and how they managed to create an experience so unified and boundless. I learned so much about the inner workings of the lo-fi space, and I'm sure you will too. Let's get into it. Angry Apple, nice to have you on the show. Uh, thanks for having us Thank here. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about yourselves. Where are you guys from? Well, I am Mochi, and I'm originally from Seattle, but I moved to Columbus, Ohio to be with Beatmaster. <laughs> I grew up in Columbus, then I moved to Seattle, met Mochi, and then we kind of moved back. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'll just start with Mochi then. What got you started in the video editing? So I actually started in middle school when I had like a big obsession with K-pop. So most of my friends were making like edits for their favorite K-pop stars nice. and I would do it for mine. <laughs> And it just kind of spiraled from there into anime edits. For Arrow then, like, how'd you get started in making music? Well, I started with classical violin, played that until I was a teenager, decided to play guitar, and I got super obsessed with guitar, went to school for audio engineering, and then didn't really get into beats until this year. Wow. How'd the Angry Apple project even come about? Like, you guys were like, hey, I make sick video edits. Hey, I make sick beats. Let's collab. Or like, what was that that's, like? That's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. I actually brought up like, uh, like making beats as like an idea for him because I was like, it's so easy. I think you should give it like a shot. And he was like, all right, bet. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, cool. Let's post these on Instagram. Well, I got to make it look cute too. So that's how the editing and the beats kind of came together. Nice. On your page, you also kind of use it as a platform to test beats before they're out on official projects like albums or beat tapes, right? Yes. So walk me through that process. Like when you're drafting a beat, how do you know when it's going to be a hit and it's going to make it onto the album? Or how do you know if it flops? Like what's your metric? There's really no sure way because every single one of them I think is the best thing that I've ever made. But <laughs> right. Then, I, I feel like that's a good thing. Yeah. But then, you know, but you know, you hate what you made even just yesterday. Mm -hmm. But I usually test the beats on Mochi and she kind of gives me like, you know, the final yes or no on it. <laughs> and I usually trust that. Gotcha. So wait, Mochi, I got to ask though, like, do you have any music experience? Oh, yeah. So I actually grew up playing classic piano, just like Arrow, but... She was a piano prodigy. Oh, <laughs> piano nice. prodigy, oh, the usual Asian, got to learn piano, that kind of deal. I like it. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> fell out of love with it because it was just too strict for me. And then I kind of fell out of music for a little bit, got a little lost. But now I'm back in music and it's the best choice I've ever made. <laughs> I like it. Well, at least you have that musical ear because I was just concerned that, you know, Arrow might just be throwing beats at you and you just, you know... <laughs> being like all right this this functions as a, as a song which i mean they all definitely do that's great i just thought it was funny that's definitely a good thing that you kind of would know what to look for arrow you mentioned that you didn't really start getting into this business until like last year so when you first got into the lo-fi space who were you looking to as your influences to make angry apple what it is today well a lot of playlists and stuff on youtube are kind of just like beats and stuff so a lot of them are nameless it's just like the sounds of stuff you know, and there's like a picture of like a coffee or something. Mm -hmm. So I was listening to a lot of stuff like that, pretty like on the surface of 
what lo-fi is. So I didn't really have a good understanding. just kind of started, but then started getting into more like technical artists, like flow fills that really opened up my mind to how deep this genre can be. And new jobbies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. I can definitely hear the lo-fi culture's influence just on your own music as well. You definitely fit right in. Another question I have from Mochi is like, how do you know what anime to fit with what beat? Like, what is that like for you? Well, I actually kind of like decide on the spot. So he sends me like a beat and then I'll get like a color that I want for it. Color scheme, like Mm. pastels or darker. And then I'll just pretty much go through my list of anime that I have on my hard drive. And then pick the best one, pretty much. And I've, like, seen most of them, so I have, like, specific scenes in mind. You guys feature a lot of Ghibli as well, so I gotta ask, what's your favorite Ghibli film? Oh, man, it's gotta be Nausicaa for me. (laughs) Why? Just because I really like the environmentalism in it. I also really like the strong female character and, like, the setting's really cool. (laughs) Nice. And Arrow, what about you? I think it's, yeah, Princess Mononoke. Just because it's an epic tale of life, the battle of, like, humans in the world. Mm. Also a lot of environmentalism in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here. Yeah, hippies over here. <laughs> That's yours. I haven't seen too many, although I'd probably say Spirited Away, just because I'm basic like that. That's really crazy. like the world building. The story is great. And I remember, I mean, I've seen it as like a, not necessarily a meme, as in like a funny meme, but I've seen a clip, like a Miyazaki interview where he's saying like, just because a boy and a girl are in a film doesn't mean they have to be like romantically connected. Um, Yeah, I love that too. I think Ponyo is like the only one where like the girl and the boy like have to be together at the end for like the plot to feel. Yeah, feel, and it wasn't even like romantic. It was like friendship. Mm -hmm. I mean, the characters are are super young, you know, so it's like difficult to maybe contextualize those feelings for a younger audience as well. But I don't know, maybe we're diving too deep (laughs) into into Ghibli (laughs) there. But but yeah, it's definitely something that you can easily fall into. And I'm sure you guys know that more than anyone. What's the process of like coming up with an album? or a beat tape because you have what like four of them out right now yeah four of them and then one's in the process of releasing slowly with vinyl digital so i usually start with a concept for the album and then just kind of transforms into whatever it does gotcha (laughs) we've been working on this project for tarot cards and so he's been making beats based on like tarot cards that's super cool like what's the most interesting tarot card you've been inspired to make a beat from the most interesting card i think for me has been the magician Mm, number one magician that card is basically just about manifestation and like creating the life you want for yourself and you know you have the power in your hands to create whatever reality you'd like interesting to put that into a beat (laughs) yeah that's super cool and at the same time like you're building a world on your instagram page you say that you're like taking people through visual journeys right so it's like very much an experience when you're crafting that world are there any specific things you look for in like i guess making a vibe or something like that or like you said before does it just kind of happen as you go thanks for saying that you do notice the visual journeys (laughs) i was wondering if anybody would notice that but as for what i choose it really just comes down to the music and like what i want the theme for the page currently to be so right now it's kind of like a pink color or like a blue color i kind of have the colors in mind i'm a colorful person i guess i like it and i I can't ask this any other way without sounding super white and i'm chinese and filipino but like what kind of asians are you guys all right so i am half 
Taiwanese and then half American and I'm half Korean. Gotcha. So do you think that growing up through that lens of Asian American experience influenced the stylistic and or aesthetic choices of what the angry apple is? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think I draw a lot of inspiration from my edits from my culture. Yeah. One time I had a friend who told me about how lo-fi is kind of the most Asian American genre because it's hip hop, which is American. And then like the anime and lo-fi side of it. Mm. As an Asian American myself, I've pondered the idea that like what I make, whether it is or isn't inherently like Asian culture, just because I made it, even though like born and raised American, you know what I mean? So like, what do you guys think if you're making lo-fi, if you're an Asian American, is what you make inherently like a part of Asian culture? I think it's its own culture. It's definitely like influenced, you know, because we were raised by Asian parents, or at least half. (laughs) But, you know, to say that like what I'm making like speaks for an entire culture that's been around like forever you know it's arrogant almost maybe lo-fi is like more half asian yeah or like mixed race kind of culture yeah mixed race definitely has its own culture i think that's the cool thing about lo-fi though it's like so global and anybody can make it anybody can get into it mm-hmm. enjoy it yeah i completely agree with that answer there is no where mm-hmm. one culture meets the other culture it just kind of is especially with a, a blended lo-fi culture that exists right now i just thought it was an interesting thing to think about earlier you guys mentioned that the next project you're working on is going through vinyl digital yes vinyl digital how's whatever you're working on next like different from what you've already released i mean it's really just like getting better with the sp404 is <laughs> that album yeah. for that we had our families help us out on that album so it's a little more dear to our hearts my mom made the cover art for it and then his mom made some like masks for it <laughs> you know clothing items and stuff the whole family's in on it and it's pretty special that's super cool. How collaborative have your other projects been? Because I know that you've only got features on the first beat tape, uh, Fuji, right? Mm. What place does collaboration have in the world of Angry Apple? I just collaborated with an artist named Fuyu, and he released a winter beat tape. We have one collaboration on there. Yeah, it's called Impressions. That was really like learning like what collaboration looks like mm. in lo-fi, because I was just asking a bunch of questions like, so... Do I like find samples or what do I do? Mm. Definitely look out for more collaborations in the future. Whoever you decide to collaborate with in the future, I can't wait for that. But walk me through that process. It was pretty chill and it was over the span of months. Yeah, a couple months. Oh, wow. (laughs) So yeah, it was really slow, but I kind of just decided one day, I was like, all right, I want to just finish this. He picked out a bunch of samples and stuff and I think ran them through some effects. It's kind of like fitting the puzzle pieces together and then adding drums. Do you guys have any weird stories making an album or maybe working with someone else whenever you were just starting Angry Apple? We had a beat battle with uh, Chinsaku and Jinsku, which was like pretty crazy for us because they're such big names in the lo-fi industry. Yeah, that was hella stressful. Was hella stressful for it. <laughs> they had like two days to make a really good beat out of the same sample. Mm. And it was super interesting to see what you came up with. And that song he made actually made the cut onto one of our albums. So Which one was that? It was Maraschino on Cosmic Crisp. Yeah, no, that's definitely one of my top. And I'm pretty sure that's in your top 10 on Spotify too, right? I think so. I mean, it's banger so i mean it's a chill chill banger you know what i mean thank (laughs) you thank you talk to me about the beat battle like what's that like because i the only beat battles i've been aware of are like the kenny beats beat battles where he just listens to a bunch of different beats and decides i guess i haven't really watched a full thing i don't know if you can tell but walk me through what that process was like who suggested it It was 
Jin. Yeah, Jinsku. It was Jinsku who suggested a little beat battle with uh, Chinsaku and Angry Apple. I think his cousin was supposed to be in it too. Cousin was. He's like dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> he sent the song and it was a Marvin Gaye sample, instrumental. And then he said, All right, we have like a day to make this. Mm-hmm. And then I remember Jinsku like messaged us and he was done in like 30 minutes and I was like, oh shit. Oh, oh shit. No. <laughs> Jinsaku was done like an hour. Yeah. Oh my God. I basically just stayed up until 3 a.m. working on it because I remember uh, yeah, I was just so stressed out. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, they're going to think I'm like stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I mean, I'm glad it turned out all right, but yeah. I can imagine that being super, super stressful. So like, do you know how it's judged or like what, what is that like? Yeah, it was voting on Instagram. Oh, voting. dope. I think Chinsaku won. Yeah, Chinsaku crushed us. <laughs> and, oh my god, it was close. Though. It was close. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that was probably just because of like his follower count? Probably. Probably. And, and his beat was really good too. Yeah, it was just way better. And you know. Yeah. I mean, gotta give credit where credit is due. So absolutely, definitely, He's definitely. Like, Tell me what you think you'd be doing if you never got into Angry Apple or even music at all. I'm scared to imagine. I know. I was gonna say I'm so scared to like think that would happen, but. <laughs> I guess we would still be in Seattle working at the bakery we met at, probably, for like minimum wage. I'd be in school. You'd be in school. I would probably be in school too, but we're not made for school. We're definitely more musical people. I'm definitely included in that category as well. Like I'm graduating this semester with an English degree, but I hope that I don't use it. You know what I mean? Like I really want to just buckle down on music. So in another life though, what were you studying and who do you think you'd be? Yeah, I was studying medicine, specifically pharmacy. Yeah, his parents are doctors, so, you know. Nice. And then my mom wanted me to be a nurse, you know, just like the regular stable income job that she wants for me. Mm -hmm. But I don't really like studying, so (laughs) kind of fell out of that. Gotcha. It is a difficult relationship that I've found across like all creative types of people too, between their art and whatever schooling they're involved with. And Um, family. And family for sure. There's this guy I follow named Gary Vaynerchuk, who's like an entrepreneur and he preaches this whole like, just do you. I mean, my parents aren't super strict, but they definitely were like, go to college, get a job. But then sometime over the course of my very short musical journey I've got going on, something clicked with them and they suddenly like saw the potential and oh hey maybe he can do this you know what i mean and so i'm just curious if there was ever a moment like that between you guys and your families was there ever like a moment where your parents realized hey maybe this lo-fi thing could actually work out i think it's just showing your parents or at least my parents that it's a passion and that you'll do whatever it takes to make the passion work and if they i guess believe in themselves and you know they made you so they have to believe in you or something I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah my parents haven't reached that point yet they actually have no idea what i do oh, no. as, all day because <laughs> i don't have a job or i don't go to school right now either mm-hmm. so they pretty much think i'm doing nothing all day even though i'm working really hard on this it hurts sometimes but you know i figure one day they'll just kind of recognize me when we're big and making it you know 100 percent. and i wish you guys nothing but the most success because with all the work you guys have put in and it definitely shows in both the music side and the visual side you guys definitely deserve it Um, thank you thank you you too (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) another thing i was interested in is the angry apple record label talk to me about that real quick oh shoot you heard about that (laughs) i followed the page Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I was actually planning on starting a record label in like a year or like a two, 
maybe just in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm like trying to set up the page now so that I have like the same amount of followers as the big page right now. So in the future, I'll have a big following. And then when I do start it up, then it can like get going pretty easily. So I have a whole plan. <laughs> well, whenever uh, you guys sign your first few artists, definitely keep me in the loop because I'm sure whatever you guys produce as like a record label house, I guess, would be super, super interesting to hear. I'll definitely be on the lookout for that and keep me in the loop. All right, that sounds good. What advice would you give to people that want to get into the lo-fi space, either as a beat maker or maybe as a visual journey creator? What advice would you have for them? For anybody who wants to like start editing, I would say find your favorite directors, find your favorite aesthetic, your favorite colors, and kind of like experiment with that for a little bit. Because I didn't get good at editing until like a couple months later after the page started. So mm-hmm. definitely a learning curve, but I think once you find your own style, it just kind of comes naturally. And yeah, I would say respect lo-fi for what it is. It's impossible to like hear everything the first time you start listening to it because, you know, you just hear the most topical instruments and stuff. But then you start to realize how much details in it. Loving lo-fi and listening to artists and supporting them. But then if you're like trying to make beats, at least for me, I was trying to mimic stuff that I was hearing. Maybe not like exact songs, but like, you know, just the overall sound. And you start to realize like, pieces that are missing to make it sound full. Keep listening to it in headphones if you have like good headphones. This has been the Angry Apple interview on the So Who's Up Next podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to listen to Angry Apple's latest beat tape, Roma Royale, on Spotify and other major platforms. If you're curious about the visuals, follow Angry Apple on Instagram. Their at is Angry Apple Lo-Fi. And be sure to follow our show wherever you go to stay updated on all things music and follow the Swan SWUN freshman class of 2021 playlist featuring some of my favorite songs from the guests of the show, as well as other notable features. I have so much more on the way soon, and I can't can't wait to share it with all of you. Catch you in the next one.